thanks for listening to the New Revival Podcast. I'm Levi. And I'm Beth. And on this week's episode, we're joined by two returning guests, my parents, Brian and Elaine Butler of Cornerstone Church Trafalgar, where we discuss the Genesis uh, 1 through 11, roughly, uh, timeline. Okay, so we're talking about Genesis today. Not all of Genesis, just uh, chapters 1 through 11-ish. Um, so creation through the Tower of Babel. Yeah, I thought our, other, our last timeline uh, went pretty well, the one that we did in Revelation. I think we got a lot of good feedback on that, so that's why we wanted to do one. Uh, kind of break up the Bible. Not not sure if we'll do the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, that may take a little while. But at least start off with... Uh, some of the basics or some of the foundational stuff and kind of maybe uh, explain the importance of why it's important to know, or I guess why is Genesis in the beginning? And uh, other than the fact that the first sentence in the beginning, God, yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of explain on that and then um, hopefully kind of work through that timeline. Like Beth said, uh, chapters one through uh, about 11-ish is what we have notes for anyway. So I guess... Um, We'll get right into the, the beginning there. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the heavens and the earth. So yeah, had to come from someplace. One. Yeah, and that's you know the building blocks of all creation. You figure he had to make the space. I mean, a lot of people don't think about that. It's like he had to create the space to put all the stuff. You know, let alone all the stuff. You know, but he he makes the space. He makes matter. He makes energy. And he makes light and dark. You know, so he puts all the building blocks that you know we use and that makes up life. Which we kind of touched on uh, the last podcast. The difference with light in the sun mm-hmm. when you think yeah. about that it's a pretty profound statement in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth you know you think about you know a lot of people are like where did we come from and all <laughs> this kind of stuff you know it's like uh first verse of the bible it's right there it, it also like, too lays think, it all out yeah mm-hmm. i think it also too kind of establishes his his power and his authority as far as yeah, because he doesn't argue that, oh, I'm going to show and prove to you who I am and where I came from. He just mm-hmm. states, I am. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that's kind of... Now, the oldest book in the Bible is Job, but Genesis, I think that's the re- reason why... Uh, sorry, Yoda was sitting on my lap. Now he is not, so hopefully he doesn't bark on the cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I think um, the importance of the way we have the scripture laid out as far as genesis being first is kind of i I think answer that question before it's even asked to start off with like just so you know here in the beginning in the beginning god this is where we started yeah Uh, moses you know writes it so he's putting it down and so it does talk about the first things it's like a first-hand account god was there so god is then telling moses and so it's a first-hand account of how this is we we have the origin question where does man come from where does it all start we have the answer from someone who was there and so it makes the point argument moot, really, because we have an answer from an eyewitness. This gives me uh, the chance to throw out a Bible word here and there. I'm going to try to make that a thing, like whenever I come up across a Bible word, like point that. it out. But uh, the first, you, you mentioned that Moses wrote Genesis, mm-hmm. um, which the first five books of the Bible are called the Pentateuch. Mm-hmm. There's the $10 Bible word. Yeah, Pentateuch, which that if you hear somebody talk about that in church or, or Abroad, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're in only, Europe, yeah. you're, you're you're only going to hear about it in church. But the Pentateuch, that's the first five books of the Bible, was Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, there you go. I had to get my hand out. For that one. <laughs> yeah, that's on your thumb. 
So yep, yep. yep. Moses did those. Yeah, that's 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 the beginning things. That's where we get our foundations for everything. That's why Genesis Something is that, key. Yeah. That I like to think about um, with Moses. You know, you think about him. You know, writing those first five books of the Bible, which you know we know that they are inspired by the Holy Spirit. But one of the things that I like to think about. Um, you know, Moses was, was with his mom for a very limited mm. amount of time. One of the things that I've always thought about is the importance um, of teaching your children, even when they're very young, um, biblical truths, because I, I really feel like a lot of the biblical truths that Moses um, uh, got were from early on. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's kind of really, yeah. that thought really made an impression upon me as a young mother, the importance of um, really uh, uh, teaching the truth to the kids. So even at a young age. Yeah, you know, the, the mom would be there and instill that in him because he was in Egypt, you know, he was Not living Not that his in, dad probably didn't talk to him too, yeah. but I'm just saying, you but know. But it says specifically, <laughs> right. yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, he's in Egypt and he is, you know, being groomed to be Pharaoh. Right, and so and yet, he wasn't being taught about God when he was there with, you know. Yeah, but when he was with his mother, she yeah. taught him the fundamentals, you know. That, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. No, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, were you going to say something? I was just going to ask her about the days. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Genesis 1 goes through creation. So day one, we already said that we have day and night, which um, that light is different from, like, the sun and the moon and the stars, which we talked about mm-hmm. in our Revelation episode. Um, no, our Look Up episode. Oh, Look Up. I'm sorry. You're right. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. But, yeah, so that's a little bit different. Um, but day and night and day one. Um, day two, he made... The expanse in the mist of the waters, which is heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to add on to that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. So day three, um, we have the earth and seas and vegetation. Came all three, all through day three. Um, day four is whenever we have the sun, moon, and stars. Which people argue like, well, how could you have vegetation? You know, before you have the sun and the moon, it just doesn't work. Well, Elaine's dad's a farmer, and he can plant a crop at night. And that's okay. It'll be all right until the morning. You know, because these are literal 24-hour days. We're not talking day age. It wasn't like, and it was a thousand years before the next thing happened. Right. It's literal 24 hours. It's the the whole argument. You can look up, like, the root words, and mm -hmm. it's... (laughs) Because that is a thing that's going on, I feel like it's gaining popularity almost uh, to kind of mesh between... I don't know. I think people try to come up with a compromise between creation and evolution. Mm-hmm. They try to marry the um, two together. Yeah. yeah. So before we get any further on the days of creation, let's just kind of address that. Uh, I guess the the topic of day age, or were these literal days, and how can we know that these were actual days? Uh, why why can't each day mean a million years, or why can't each day mean a couple million years? Yeah. So one would be that right there. You know mm-hmm. that you have plants before you have the sun. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have light, but we don't have the source of light. You know, we don't have the things we're missing with. But if it's 24 hours, no big deal. You know, the sun goes down every night, you know, and so the plants are fine. You know, but if it was a thousand years or 2,000 years or a million years, that doesn't work. And it literally says the evening and the morning were the first day. The right. evening and the morning were the second day. That's how we still render time, you know, 24 hours. Because a lot of people use that verse. I don't remember where it is, but it's like a day is worth a thousand. Or oh. is it? a day is... Thousand okay. years like a thousand days. Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. 
I yeah. lost it. I totally lost it. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people use that verse to be like, oh, well, this is how it makes sense. And I had a science teacher in middle school who was like that. And I was like, I don't really think that does make sense. So. Now, do you think the days of creation are in the order that they are to disprove this thing? I was just thinking that. It probably is. It's like God... Anytime there's a heresy or anything, there's times there we'll find that the text has already been put into place to make sure that that can be stopped and corrected. And I think it's anything he's like, well, well that'd be stupid. You know, that, yeah. you know, I'll put the plants before yeah, I put, put the, the sun p- in there because mm-hmm. they know they can't make it a million years without having. Right. Yeah, because that's why, exactly why I said, I'm telling you the truth. I'm God. You know, why do you have to try to just switch it around? So, yeah. He knew what their arguments were. All right, so we left off on <laughs> So that was day four, four, sun, moon, and stars. So day five, we have um, like the sea creatures, the creatures in the water. And birds. Mm. So not land animals yet, but things So you mean left. the dinosaurs didn't become the birds? <laughs> ah, that's what I was just going to say. Jurassic Excuse Park me. is just a movie? I know. Just a movie. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so those were separate. So we had the things in the water and the things in the sky, but not land animals yet. That wasn't until day six we had the livestock, like the beasts of the land and the creeping things that creep along the earth. And then also on day six we had... Man. Man. Mm-hmm. That's us. Yes. Um, day six was also when, let's see, God put man kind of in charge of everything. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you're going to take care of all this for me. And then day seven is when God rested. Yep. That's, yeah. Yeah. For our, for our benefit. Yeah. That we get over. Yeah. I, I kind of want to expand on all of these uh, that we kind of went through really fast. Yeah. But, um, like you said, uh, the whole, mm-hmm. you mean di- dinosaurs didn't start off as chickens and <laughs> evolve into birds and yeah, fly well, I, away. I think um, while we're talking on, I mean, the, this is, I think this is a crucial part to talk about creation versus evolution. I don't think we should just skip over it and assume that people mm-hmm. all follow the same oh, yeah, beliefs yeah, that we I do. I think this is the, our, our chance here to kind of uh, talk about uh, I guess evidence of creation versus the lack of evidence of evolution, and also um, I, I know we t- we want to talk about uh, the Creation Museum and how important that is, and mm-hmm. different influential people that we've had growing up that have helped uh, form our, I, I guess, solidify our beliefs in creation. Yeah, As a matter of fact, one I thought of was when mm-hmm. Beth was uh, listing. Uh, land animals. I heard Ken Ham say it in his Australian accent because he always, I thought the way he always said land animals kind of sounded funny and the way she said it reminded me. But yeah, Ken Ham and answers in Genesis, you know, that's again why we start back at Genesis. A lot of the answers for all the questions that we have are in the first 11 chapters of Genesis and the Creation Museum that you mentioned does that. You can walk through the first 11 chapters of Genesis. Yeah. If people aren't clear, aren't clear on who answers in Genesis are. We're not just saying answers in Genesis as in the answers are in Genesis. That's what, that's what the title of their business is. Yeah. Organization. Organization. Yeah, yeah. It's an organization. Um, they are, um, Ken Ham is the, uh, I believe he's the founder, founder correct? Yeah. Founder, yeah. But he, uh, he and his team now have two museums in, mm-hmm. um, uh, Cincinnati area. We'll, we'll the call Creation it Museum is, that's what I was about to look up, the Ark Encounter is in Williamsburg, Kentucky, and about 45 minutes away from there is the Creation Museum, which is in... Florence. Oh, Yeah, I think that's right. Um, it's in, actually, it's in Petersburg, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Which that's is in Boone. Right there in that Tri-State area. Yeah, everything's area. right there. Just south of Cincinnati, yeah. Yeah, but um, the Creation Museum is just that. It is a whole museum dedicated to the creation timeline and kind of it does a really good job it's like 
literally like walking through a tract of what is yeah i mean it it start. i mean it's and it's top notch too we're not talking about a glass cabinet you know and then some clay figures in it we're talking top notch animatronics you're Mm -hmm. talking you know three theaters yeah real uh, fossils real bones real real, fossils bones real scientists they have real like amazing artists on staff that but I saw I, some stuff they were doing earlier for a new exhibit, and I'm really excited about it. But, you know, just at, at the first entrance of the museum, you know, there's a dinosaur dig that you go to, and there's scientists there who are digging on it. And one of them says, wow, here's a bone, you know, bones buried in the desert. Uh, I think that there must have been a flood, and it was buried in there. And the other one says, I think it's been laying here for millions of years. It's like, so we have the same evidence. And so it starts out, and I think throughout the whole museum, it does a good job of, here's our answer, and here's what they say. Mm-hmm. Which one makes sense when you're standing here looking at it? And yeah. everything that, like, all of their answers, they give scripture for everything. And mm-hmm. a lot of the things, like the, quote-unquote, scientific facts that they give, like, there's a lot of things that just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it does a good job of laying out, like, this is what they teach in school. This is what the Bible says. Here's the evidence that we have based off of what the Bible says, and this is what supposed evidence um, evolutionists are proposing is their reasoning for it. It mm-hmm. just does a good job of laying the two stories out side by side, just a parallel of, I guess, coming Which to your own... Which is what science should do. It, it, it should, should give yeah. you information, now you decide. You know, and and mm-hmm. should be provable, should be repeatable, should be observable, uh, and yet only one of the two theories is. Right. <laughs> only and one of them's ever been observed, and only one of them's you can repeat yeah i like how one of their big things is in the beginning god they're like if you don't believe in the beginning god why believe any other part of the bible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that's yeah so that's a really good question (laughs) that's that's the crux we're saying do we trust god or not Mm -hmm. and they do a good job yeah yeah Uh, highly recommend it it also brings up a lot of um what evolutionists believe is their proof like they have I know they have Lucy there. Yeah, and I was thinking yeah. the same, same thing. They have Lucy there. I think they have Neanderthal Man, uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But just these And they show like Piltdown Man yeah. made all of its, him and his whole family created from a pig's tooth or an yeah. A tooth. Yeah, it's this, the, I'm, I'm going to call them hoaxes. It's these, yeah. these fabricated true. stories that they're teaching as scientific fact when it's, it should be public knowledge. I mean, it is public knowledge, but it should be widely known that all of these have been disproven. It's like Lucy, I think of it. They found the bo- the bones over like an area of seven miles. Or like, if that all came from the same creature, it got hit by a meteor. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that poor monkey or whatever it was. But yeah, that's not and the fact that there's, there's never been any transitional fossils ever found. Yeah, none. Yeah. And that's one of the you know things we can always debate with is when you have an evolutionist or whatever, ask them what's your favorite transitional fossil because right. there is none. That and the fact that fossils, like the way that fossils are formed which we're going to get into the, fl- the, the global flood uh, later on. That's in uh, later on in our yeah, Genesis journey. But um, in order for a fossil to be made, like if a deer dies out in the woods now, yeah. you're not going to find a deer fossil in a couple of years from now. Yeah, because the birds are going to come eat it. You know, the, the bones, are gonna, yeah, are, the bones are going to come and deteriorate, mm-hmm. or come and deteriorate. They're going to deteriorate. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like roadkill and all that. Yeah, we watch. You know, vultures work on mm-hmm. it. We we see the bugs doing their job on the ocean. It's not like oh, look at all these dead fish. You know, it doesn't last very long at all. Something's there eating it and mm-hmm. and taking care of it. And, you know, God has these little cleanup crews. You know, the crabs and everything else. And so, yeah, it gets ate. Uh, like uh, the one I like to think of was when uh, we were expanding the west. I mean, it's it's horrible what they did, but they would take the train out west, and the, they had basically shooting cars where you'd stand on top, and they would just shoot buffalo as they went across. And uh, if, if you Google, you can find this picture of a mountain of buffalo mm-hmm. skulls. Mm-hmm. It's like just, just go out, out there and just, just outside have, of uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, you don't have all these buffalo fossils, you know, because mm-hmm. they 
know, it has to be the right conditions. It's usually buried quickly in dirt, mud, or some sort, and then yeah, then it, with some heat and it fossilizes. Yeah, that's kind of what you'd expect if there was a worldwide flood. But again, if we get there, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get there. But I mean, like these fossils that they have show. I mean, like I said, there's no transitional fossils. Yeah, they're same, but yeah. we have fossils of fish eating other fish. That's like my mid, favorite fossil. Mid yeah. That's so yeah, cool. You have one of those. Yeah, well, that's at the Creation Museum. Is when you first go in, a fish eating a fish. It's like one of them's not a dentist. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then like there's also the trilobite that is. Uh, oh yeah, which the trilobite is. I don't know. What, what would you describe it as? It looks like a big old roly poly. It looks like a roly poly. Yeah. Yeah. but it was a sea, sea creature. Mm-hmm. But uh, they have fossils of them they that they around. also have its tracks in the mud. Mm-hmm. So, like, not only is it fossilized, but its tracks in the mud. And yeah, and I like to think about when you go to the beach, the next wave takes your tracks away. Mm-hmm. This was fossilized fast. You know, it's something. You know, the tracks are still there. The the sand imprint. Yeah, that one's there. That's. Yeah, something, right at the entrance. Something that we find here in central Indiana all the time is crinoid stems, which was another they believe to be a underwater some type of sea plant. Plant, yeah. Um, but we find the stems of those crinoids mm-hmm. all the time. Um, everywhere. Like everywhere. <laughs> those are cool. I always just like to look at those and think about global flood. flood. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> which I, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself as far as the, the flood goes. But I, I think, um, I don't know, I guess my point being with the fossils is the there's no transitional fossils. The Creation Museum does a good job of laying out and showing, mm-hmm. hey, all of these concrete, quote, proofs that uh, your textbooks in school are telling you have all been disproven. Yeah, you're just not allowed to question them in school. And so here's yeah. a place where you can actually question and see. And just like evolution answers, yeah. theory is still a theory that's right. yet to be proven, but yeah. it's being taught in school. But they school. teach it as fact. Yeah, they teach it as fact, and people are dogmatic about it. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you believe it, show us the proof. Which, yeah, there are. And there's geocentric clocks, you know, like thinking about them. Like, if the world was millions of years old, it sure doesn't look like it. You know, it's like, yeah, it's old. It's just that when you compare 6,000 years is what usually a young earther, and that's what we'd be considered, Mm -hmm. would think compared to millions of years. But it's like, if it was millions of years old, why why aren't they the deserts bigger? You know, we know by measuring the deserts, you know, it works out to be, you know, Right within the timeline, about four thousand years old. You know that these deserts are small, and the land would get dried out, and it would expand. And you know, Sahara I think is the biggest. You know, why isn't it bigger? We know how fast and and what rate it grows. And if you work it backwards, it works within the biblical timeline, but it doesn't work with evolution. Same thing with the moon. You know, we know that it slips away a little bit each year. You know, just run the clock backwards. You know, how old is it? You know, did, did it slip away? And it would be so close that they say, you know, that's probably what killed the dinosaurs. They got mooned to death. <laughs> but it's not about how, it, about how it slips away. Same thing with, like, the Earth's rotation. You know, sometimes at New Year's we have to add, you know, a half a second or something like that so often. You know, so we know the Earth was only can only spin so fast, you know, or it would, and it's, it's reasonable within the creation timeline versus millions of years. And another one's like the saltiness of the ocean or the salinization. There's your fancy Ooh, word. Fancy that it's, you know, from erosion that things get washed down and into the ocean. And so um, they say if it's millions of years old, it should be way saltier, you know, but it's not. And so there's, and that's just a few of the geocentric clocks that show that, you know, support a young earth and, and not old. Yeah. Earth. Another thing that you said that you mentioned that we're considered young earthers, I guess to kind of give people a timeline, um, we believe the Earth is around 6,000 years old. We're not exactly sure on a 100% date, but mm-hmm. the reason, that, the only reason that we're not 100% sure is we're not sure how long Adam and Eve were in the garden. Hmm. Yeah. Because other than that, we can count gene, like Geology. genealogy all the way back to the creation of Adam. Because we yeah. know Adam is 930 years old whenever he dies. So we can kind of count back from that. Mm-hmm. But the only time that we don't know 
I so guess. How long before the fall? Yeah, how long? How long before the fall? So, yeah. uh, I mean. So we're close. We're yeah, but well, I think I Jewish tradition was it was it wasn't very long at all, a couple of weeks. Yeah, because yeah. we know mankind. Right. How long can you go without sinning? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, and the fact that I think it's like that. The fact six that six verses into, or not even six verses into. After, after the seventh day, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and now they're saying. Well, I think something to think about, too, is, you know, when God created, um, you know, think when he created the plants and, hang, and that hang sort on, of hang thing. On oh, sorry, Yoda. Um, but he, um, when God created um, the plants um, and you know, made the earth and, you know, you think about mountains and, and whatnot or, you know, like he can create things with age. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's, you yeah. know, like, oh, yeah. like wasn't what came just, first, chicken or the egg? Like right. Adam. Adam wasn't a baby. Right. And like not all, you know, everything. It wasn't just like, oh, and all these seeds were in the ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? When, you know, he made trees and the trees were like fully formed like adult trees, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it exactly. Was yeah. The apparent age. age. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. That whole what came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, mm-hmm. the chicken did because God created the chicken. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. he didn't need to create the egg because that's the, the answer solved. Answer, answer solved. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> now another one is if a rooster is sitting on top of a barn and he lays an egg, what side does it roll to? Roosters don't lay eggs. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, my joke threw me off. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Back. But it was perfect. You're starting out with, but at least you're going to stay with more no, no, age I, things. No, I think that works right there. Uh, as far as the timeline, the, the whole young earther that were now the cat's playing with the bell. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just a wild night at the it's bell. A house. Night, it's a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Some days are hard for pets. <laughs> it's been a zoo. Yeah. We don't know where our other cat is, but we don't see her very often. So. Yeah. Anyway, but he made it perfect, and he made it there. And it's and it's neat to think one of the neat things about um, <clears throat> the creation museum is one of our favorite parts is when you go through the Garden of Eden, and you look at the cats there. So they have a, they have a cat there. Speaking of cats and dogs, we'll we'll work this in. <laughs> we'll so, we'll work this so you have a cat, and it looks like you look at it, and you're like, is it a lion? Is it a tiger? Is it you know? Is that a panther? You know, is it all this? And they do a good job of making it. It's a the cat kind. The Bible has them, to, you know, um, defined as kinds, and that everyone you know. You know, they begat after their own kind. And so you have uh, this early cat who has everything in it that can be lions and, and tigers and, and, and house cats and domestic cats. And you, and you kind of see that. The same way with horses. You know, is it a zebra? Is it a horse? Is it a you know, a donkey? You know, all those things that, you know, we have then bred out, you know, and, and, and have uh, evolution once you speciated. But they're still different kinds. There's cat kind, dog kind, mm-hmm. you know, the cow kind. The Ark Encounter does a phenomenal job of explaining all of that stuff. So yeah, which gets into it's kind of a, I guess a technical there. Mom took the bell away from Umber, so <laughs> maybe that'll quiet things down. I don't know, no guarantees. But uh, it gets into two micro versus macro evolution. Mm. Now, I, th- I think it's the raised like the way I was raised and everything else like that. I was like, but I, me. I don't, I do, me like. I do not want to. <laughs> I don't affiliate with anything that says evolution. Like. I didn't even. Li- I don't even like to talk about millions of dollars because it's like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Man, that's that a, is extreme. That's millions. I don't, I, don't I don't know if I believe. that. I don't that. believe. I don't know if I believe. My dad never had that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I believe in millions of dollars. Right. But uh. <laughs> but uh, the whole it's just there's you can't have an evolution or a change from 
let's say, let's use dinosaurs. We can't go from chicken to dinosaur. Even though watching a chicken walk around, it looks like a dinosaur. Okay, maybe that's where they got the idea. Yeah. But was that got, real? Yeah. But, yeah. But, um, like Yoda, he's not going to ever have offspring that are going to be a cat like Mumford. Like, mm-hmm. you can't go from dog to cat. But what you can go from is Yoda's a dog that has been bred down to be a short, long, yappy dog <laughs> compared to his, I'm gonna, another word that I don't even like to say, his ancestors. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, strict, go to your room. Strict background. But, uh, <laughs> no, but like the other dogs that he would have come from, which would have been I don't know, wild dogs, yeah, like which would have been coyotes, coyotes or go. wolves. Or, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's still a dog kind. And mm-hmm. you just kind of get your... Yeah, they, they've kind breeds. of, and the one I they, I think of, it was like the rabbit. They say there's like the uh, Indiana rabbit. You know, we've got the little wild rabbits around out. And then we have like a Florida rabbit. And those can mm-hmm. still, you know, they might be different. They have different traits. You know, one's a hotter climate, one's a colder climate. But they can still, you know, create, you know, procreate. And then you have like an Alaskan or a Canadian rabbit or something like that. But they say the, and it can procreate with an Indiana rabbit, but it can't with a Florida rabbit because they've kind of species, you know, Again, it's hard to hard not to use yeah. that species, but they've they've delineated out where they've lost stuff, you know, because they've adjusted to where their own populations. But yeah, that's you know, if you went back to more like a mutt rabbit, you know, they would all been available to go anywhere. The one I like to think of is that when God created them, He created them with the ability to adapt, just like uh, Elaine's new car. I'll use it because we like it. Yeah. Elaine's new car. It came with a heater and an air conditioner. Ooh. You know, sometimes Fancy. it's hot, sometimes it's cold. You know, and they both work. You know, it's a new thing for us. And, <laughs> and so, you know, it just has good design. It is now going to be able to adjust into whatever Indiana throws at us. Um, God put that into animals, and some of them were made for warmer, and some of them could adjust to the cooler. And and so, and when they you know, lived in those areas, you know, the ones who needed that, you know, stayed. And so, those things work. You know, that is microevolution i guess mm-hmm. things have things adapted to their climate god put that in there though and that and that's you know to keep this thought um later when you think about you know noah's ark because i think a lot of people are like oh my goodness there's no way all the animals could have fed on could have fit on the ark but the thing is like it, they only had to take the male and female cat of each kind, of each kind. Mm-hmm. it didn't yeah. have to take and they didn't know. have to take the full size yeah. right yeah. exactly yeah, it wasn't like the westminster dog show we gotta get all the right. get the cattle breeders in here no <laughs> let's get in the yuppie dogs right. let's get in the- yeah exactly <laughs> it was just one male and female dog you know yeah, that were there so pink one and blue one <laughs> yeah. yeah yoda could fit into the uh word stop <laughs> best trying to wrestle him it's like trying to straighten out macaroni around <laughs> I, best i do want to do a whole episode just on creation and that whole side but i think the, the creation museum scientist. i can't i can't plug the yeah i can't plug the creation yeah. museum enough uh, as far as the way they lay, lay things out in just such a simple and i don't know and it's a gospel track it is yeah, oh, yeah. All you, the way you end with the last adam you start with the first adam and you end with the last adam and which if you go definitely go and watch the uh the planetarium, planetarium. Oh, oh it's man. amazing it's definitely so worth it, it. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. that really relates back to our look up episode two. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh wait, while we're talking about the the kinds, um, they have a zonkey, which is a zebra donkey, donkey mix. That's really cool. It's do really they have a zorse too. They I think they do, and they, they have a liger, don't they? Uh, I, uh, they I think they had Maybe. a liger, or did they have one come in? Or I think yeah, you're so. right because I think the, I think one of, I don't know, 
the create or the Ark Encounter has some of those too, and right. they don't have the same at both places. But mm-hmm. you can also ride camels there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and there's zip lines, really and they have zip lines. <laughs> they have a really nice garden. They yeah. have like not just yeah. animals, but they have like really nice like, like flower, it's, it's flower garden. And, and again, where it is, and where we were saying just south of Cincinnati, it was made to where I think most of the United States population could get to it within like a two day drive or something like that. Yeah. So like they strategically put it where they did. It's so worth it, and it's really close to the Cincinnati airport too, I believe. So mm-hmm. if you needed to fly in, mm-hmm. there you go. Yep. And so that's the Creation Museum. We'll talk about the Ark Encounter yeah. more later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess that kind of encapsulates a little bit, like as far as timeline goes like there's mm-hmm. genesis one as far as the creation goes um so where, where are we going next uh, do we want to talk about god resting on day seven he did it he did it. well oh and i would <laughs> like to say that you know we think about oh that seems like a fairy tale origin we still have seven days in a week it's still the root is there yeah he, he yeah. set that i guess mm-hmm. standard, standard or example six days of we can do whatever then he asked for a day of rest for mm-hmm. our own sanity and it's been proven that if you work past that it makes you sicker yeah. it makes you wear you out there's been some like you know i know in europe they try to go to a 10 day week to go to 10 day, yeah. it doesn't work you know the body's wake up those rhythms nurse Biorhythms. Biorhythms, yeah. That doesn't you work. You know, we're kind of we're set up on a clock that we were made for, you know, and God established it and established it early, and we still have it. Well, plus I think, like, God didn't need to rest, but I think he established that for us. For us, for, yeah. To be kind to mm-hmm. us, so. Right. Yep. And I think it, <clears throat> he set it as a, you know, at, like as a pattern. Um, it, was, it was totally for us. Like you said, God, there wasn't a reason uh, for him to have to rest, but he was um, setting a, a pattern. Uh, for us because it is essential uh, for us to take time to rest and I think to to reflect on um, on him uh, yeah, but th- yeah thank you yeah absolutely um so we have we have creation we have everybody up until this point obviously so <laughs> we have all of creation and we have Adam mm-hmm. so God puts Adam in there um, he gives him one rule and because we have uh, God creating Adam and uh, kind of ex- explains that in, in chapter two. Um, yeah, the one commandment. That yeah, the, 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 yeah, the one commandment at this point is don't eat of the tree, which is the tree of knowledge and good, good and evil. evil. Good and evil. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why do you think, why do you think he gave him a, I guess a choice? Like why, why, why did he create all of this and said it was good and then gives him one thing, I guess, one rule, one commandment at this point to an option to break. You know. Yeah, well, well, I guess that, that I think that just kind of shows God's. I guess to kind of answer my my own question is, I think He gives him free will. Free will, yeah, it's free will. You know, if it never wasn't a choice, then he didn't have he didn't have free will. But if you have a choice to obey and be obedient, you know, now you have free will. Like That's a, a great gift. Yeah, you just yeah, be, you just be a puppet. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want that. He wanted to be freely worshipped. He wanted to be freely appreciated and so he gave you the option gave us the option or he gave adam the option and and he tells him what will happen if he eats of it Mm -hmm. right and i think it has to do with love too i mean because um Hmm. if you don't have a choice not to love are you really truly loving you know Mm -hmm. right i mean it's yeah so i guess it is that free love free will that gives them the freedom to demonstrate it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. That's very, I mean, he thought it through, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so after he gives him that commandment, Adam names the animals. Um, 
which I guess that just kind of yeah. I always I think, think of that as kind of be, think of that as being a fun day. Like yeah. him sitting around, he yeah. brings them out one at a time. We always kind of picture it, he's in the pasture or something like that, and he brings it all out. He's like ah, elephant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always picture I don't know why, but I always picture him kissing each of their noses, and he's like, "You're a giraffe, <laughs> and you're a kitty, and you're a donkey." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That's just how I always and picture it. He kisses it. her. No- yeah. I never right. That's what her. I would do. Right. Like, Come snuggle me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking, because he named him. Well, speaking of speaking. <laughs> What language do you think they spoke? Because there was nothing at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoke, yeah. spoke the language of heaven, whatever that is. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, isn't, there yeah. a theory, you know, isn't there a theory? I don't, I don't know if you'd call it a theory, but don't some people think that they spoke Hebrew in the garden? That, that's why people that's what think. Jesus just, spoke? Or is that yeah. why they think that? I think so. But yeah, it's probably like I mean, Elaine said, the just language like, of heaven. Kind of like mom had mentioned earlier, like about the animals being created already matured and the plants being created already matured. He was created already mature. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't like, I made a baby that had to be, wait, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, he, he made a man that. No could, belly button. Yeah. With no belly button. Yeah, no umbilical cord. <laughs> Not creepy. But, um. I guess he would already have whatever language they spoke. He had full comprehension of, mm-hmm. and yeah. I just and you know I think about us using ten percent of our brain capacity. Whether Adam probably used it all, you know, because mm-hmm. it was there and it was new and it was perfect. And it was yeah. perfect, right? Yeah, That'd be given great. language and able to communicate. Mm. Talk about Shakespeare having a big vocabulary or biggest, you know, I, probably Adam did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, let alone to use those words and. Mm. Yeah, because like, oh, no, I didn't know that one, or I didn't want, oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> or to, like, ma- I don't know, do you think he made anything up as he went, like, as he named the animals? Maybe, I mean, that's part of what he's made in God's image, and he's, I want to see what he's going to name these. So, yeah, and mm-hmm. Like, the sense of creation and, I guess, creativity is mm-hmm. something that we were made and is instilled in us, so I think maybe that's kind of him mm-hmm. letting him, like, hey, now, I made all this for you, You're, you have rule and dominion over all this. Name them. What do you want to name them? Mm -hmm. I guess that's why God is like, God made a giraffe and God made this. He he made all the animals. It also shows that God uses us. You know, he made Adam. I put it here. You're going to tend the garden? Yeah, get to name them. I mean, God could have done it. But, you know, as a parent, you know, that's always neat when your child grows and develops and you give them responsibilities and you watch them do that. You know, to teach that's part of love, too, and watching them be obedient in it and and be who they are. That God is the Heavenly Father. Like watching all that and. Love and I think it. it's interesting, too, that God immediately gave Adam <clears throat> jobs to do. So it shows that work, hmm. it's not work isn't, you know, part of the curse. It's just that work would be hard, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, is um, the curse, you know, that the, there'd be thorns and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, Adam had had things. It wasn't just like, oh, Adam, just be leisurely and do nothing, mm-hmm. you know. Because, like, yeah. we talked about in the Revelation episode, like, we'll have jobs in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. right. Yeah, it's not wasted time. It's not yeah. just sitting. Right. He was to tend the garden. He was to keep it. You know, I do that a lot of Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's restful. You know, it resets, you know, because I've done something else all week. And mm-hmm. so oh, that's good. I enjoy it. I usually enjoy yard work. You know, there's people who take pride in their grass in their yard because it's, you know, it's kind of one of the early jobs we had, you know, to do. And so it's still nice to be out in the creation and see his handiwork and mm-hmm. stand in awe. So after Adam names the animals, um, God sees that he, Adam's alone. Because uh, he sees, I always just kind of imagine like you see the little. Or Adam sees that he's alone, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think sorry. they came yeah, out yeah, male yeah. and female animals, yeah, but, right? Yeah. Right, and then he realizes, whoa, I don't have a. There's not a yeah. match. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I don't think it's like, and God forgot to make Adam right. a female. I think, I don't know, I just, 
I've always kind of wondered that too. Like, why didn't he just go ahead and make Eve to start with? But I think he also wants to want to fill a need, and so now he didn't know it. You know, so it wasn't until he knew that there was a need that he could do it, and so it was like, oh, there's not there's not another one of me. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to read that verse? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, it's Genesis two twenty. Says, and Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helpmeet for him. So yeah, it also shows that he's quick he too. You know? uh, yeah, I think he saw, I guess, what was missing in mm-hmm. his own kind. He saw that he was different than the animals, mm-hmm. and he saw that he needed a helpmeet or mm-hmm. it's not a Bible word, mm-hmm. but <laughs> a spouse. He needed a wife. His match, yep. Yeah. So, um, God causes Adam to fall into a deep deep sleep. sleep. Which, you know, good thing he puts that in there because, you know, we have anesthesia now because a man read that and they're like, oh, apparently that works when you're going to do surgery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I'm sure appreciative of anesthesia. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then he takes Adam's rib and kind of like how he had formed Adam out of the dust of the earth and breathed life into him and he makes Eve out of the... The rib of Adam. Adam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's been many messages about that. You know, it's not out of the foot that he would stomp on her, you Mm -hmm. know, or not out of his head that she would rule over him, but out of his side to be his helpmate, you know, partners together. That's neat. I think that's why it was a rib. I think it was symbolic. I'm I'm sure. Yeah. God doesn't do anything on on accident. You know, so there's something there. Makes sense. And I like to think how he named her, too. Whoa, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think he appreciated that's not a hippo. Yeah. Do you th- I guess just kind of more speculation than anything. Like do you think he he made it so specific that he made woman out of the man just to kind of squash any theories that would come on later, maybe about evolution about and woman was morphed from this that or the other thing or there are i don't know about that one specifically but there's another one that they talk about lilith you know who was a woman who was made that refused to submit under adam it's like i don't see that anywhere anywhere. (laughs) so it's like yeah so there are these other things and he's like no i'm telling you the straight account of how it is and this was good and it was right and they did love each other and i made him for one another and adam appreciated it because he understand what he saw and what he was lacking and god fulfills that it kind of tells us our role that god is going to be the one who's going to care for us and give us what we need and he's given us what we need and what makes us happy and satisfied and that he's a good god and so he demonstrates that for us Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure Beth talks about this next in her notes, right? He was naked. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can. No, this is they were naked and unashamed. They were naked and unashamed. Yep, that innocence, just like a little baby running around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little streakers. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody leave that blush. I was thinking of another joke that I'm not going to say now. Probably <laughs> 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 wise. Yeah, uh, but then. Not trying to make a joke here, but shortly after um, Eve is created, we have the fall, which is, I think, obviously a cru- crucial part of the timeline. Yeah, because yeah. that is, I mean, that's that's wow, like, that's the story too. Right? That's the, that's the story. That that's the reason why we need a savior later on. This is the conflict. Yeah, yeah this is, yeah, the peril that we are in that we need to be rescued from. Again, this is now us now being Adam, like saying, "Oh, I need to see my need," you know, so. We already see that God has structure in how he's doing all this. But, yeah, she, she's deceived. Who's she deceived by? The serpent. Who Which is? The devil. 
Just give one word answers here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like, and literally, yeah, there's a whole bunch you could talk about with the serpent and the serpent talking. You know, was it a snake like we think of? You know, did he, obviously he must have had hands or le- arms and legs arms or something, legs, you know, yeah. because he curses and takes those away. Um, there's a whole thing that this serpent, you know, was an angel as an angel speaking. I mean, it didn't freak her out like, there's a snake talking, you know, so it's something yeah. that you talk to. So is this the that spirit being class that comes down and talks that they talk together and, and, and now he's, yeah, some of this we have more questions than answer, but we know it was a serpent and we know that it was uh, deceived and then doubting God's word and put her desire. Don't you want to be like God? And he's holding out on you and you're missing out kind of whole things. And so she's deceived. And I think this is where, you know, we first see Satan's lie that he continues to perpetuate today. I mean, you know, when Satan, his lie is always the same. He has no new material, <laughs> you know, and um, did God really say? Right? Yeah, that's the first yeah. thing. He que- <laughs> that's the first thing he questions there is yeah. his, I guess, authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he counts that, you know, that he say, and he also says, no, no, God's holding out on you. You know, your eyes will be open. You can be like God. You know, he still does that today. That's still one of the big lies. You know, you'll be like God. You'll, you'll have wisdom. You'll know good and evil. Mm-hmm. What you really wasn't lying there. They learn that there was good and evil, and they are evil now. And they're not good because they've disobeyed the one commandment they had. And so, and they all, you know, he, he puts it like God's not giving you everything. He's holding out on you. And so, and he paints it attractively. You know, I often think it's like if it would have been us, we'd all done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he does deceive Eve. He being Satan, the serpent, um, does deceive Eve. And she eats of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. And she brings it back to Adam. And he also eats. Um, he was not deceived. He was not deceived. He... That's why it always falls on him. She was his responsibility. Mm -hmm. He freely takes, but I think it was he entered in with her. To show his love for her? I think think you can argue that. I've heard that argued that, yeah, yeah, he's, he didn't want her to be alone. Now, do you think, do you think it took both of them? What do you mean? Do you think it took both of them? Do you think if it had just been Eve? I don't know. Like, I guess it's just. So, just is more your question like, if it would have just been Eve, like, would she have died, and he would have, like, would? I don't know. I, don't, I guess I we say that you know he entered into it that way because we're thinking of, you know, the second Adam, who did not let us stay in our lost state, mm-hmm. and he entered in to be with us, yet without sin, so that he could rescue us, and so there is that type that we look for in that. So and the second Adam being Jesus. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> assume too much but yeah but, but this is the conflict we're in now and so he, he puts the curse on the serpent you know that you're going to eat of the dust of the earth we even kind of say that biting the dust you know kind of comes from that whole curse and um was it in the actual ones in Genesis 3 I would put enmity between thee and the woman between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise thy or yeah and thou shall shalt bruise his heel I can't read but that, that that becomes a crucial text that we go to often you know there's a lot there's um, you know that's the her seed you know there's laying down the groundwork for the virgin birth that is in there you know that it's a seed war between Satan and his minions and man and him trying to stop the Messiah from coming and so that's a lot of the conflict that we have through the rest of the book you know that finally gets resolved in Revelation so. okay so um I, mean, I think we could do a whole 
Yeah. Episode just I thought on. for sure you want to talk about the protection that was left. So what now? Sword. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, there's a whole lot more that I want to get through. Yeah. Um, but I guess we can kind of, I don't, I don't want to steamroll through this, but. Yeah. Could be a two-parter. We could do we could do a two-parter with it, but I mean, we, still, we still got time on this one. Um, so we have the fall. Um, God so, comes back to the garden because it's used to being with, like, like having regular communion with Adam and Eve mm-hmm. walking through the garden and. He comes down, and Adam and Eve both knew they had sinned, so they had tried to cover themselves up. They they realized they were naked, so they made themselves Close clothes out of leaves. Big leaves. And which is probably the first religion they tried to cover themselves with their works. Mm-hmm. And so that that doesn't work. <laughs> you can't. We cannot cover ourselves. We cannot cover our sin. Mm-hmm. So that's where God says, gives them the object lesson: something has to die. Mm-hmm. Something has to die. You know, you're supposed to die. Something will die in your place. So we learn about substitution that something can die in our place, mm-hmm. and that's when. Um, yep. Yeah, which we're getting to that. So okay. he come. God comes down and says, "Where are you?" Mm-hmm. And they're hiding because they're hiding, and <laughs> I, God knows where they're at. Mm-hmm. I think He gave them a chance to confess. Confess and, and, and realize their state. I think it's a lot like bringing the animals in front of them. He realized he was alone. Here we see God doing mm-hmm. it again. I know. I understand. Where are you? And we talk the same thing about salvation. You know, it's not until you realize that you humble yourself that you need a Savior, you know, that we, we, we call out for it. So we can already see that this pattern, you know, God's always teaching us and instructing us and, and you yeah, know, that we need to cry out to him and then he'll have the answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then he asked them, like, hey, why, why were you hiding? And said, wow, we were naked. Then God said, who told you you're naked? <laughs> Serpent did. Yeah. Oh, now we ate and our eyes were open. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We learned good from evil. Yeah, we are evil. Yeah, so, so, the, so then here comes that, um, the first sacrifice, the substitution that something mm-hmm. had to die to cover for their sins. So uh, I think the Creation Museum does a really good job of this as mm-hmm. far as like really like a turning point mm-hmm. in the museum where you have an animal that looks like a sheep. It doesn't say in the Bible exactly that it was a sheep, does it? Um, no, no, it just says that he killed. Uh, what did it say? Go ahead. Yeah, but he removes its hide and made clothes for them, and then, I mean, that's kind of like, I guess, the institution of where the sacrifice came in mm-hmm. to eventually, like this, this whole the whole idea of the sacrifice was to point to the fact that Jesus was going to have to come down and die to cover their sins once and for all mm-hmm. so this is the first I guess the institution of the sacrifices where this is where that comes in into play it gets more details and stuff later on whenever he yeah, he's expands yeah. on it because yeah, it. it's a progressive revelation for you know a good chunk of it yeah that- so then they're, they're cast out. Sorry, do you want to say something before I say they're cast out? Oh, I was just going to say that. Uh, Genesis 3.21, it says, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord make coats of skins and clothed them. Clothed yeah, so. them. So it doesn't say what he used, but he did make a sacrifice and I think to make clothes for them. One of the things you mentioned, the Creation Museum, I think they do a fantastic job when you turn that corner mm-hmm. and you see the sheer look of terror Mm-hmm. on Adam and Eve's face, just the, um, because, you know, you think about in a perfect world, um, Adam had named the animals, and these animals, you know, even like tigers and lions and bears and everything, they weren't oh, afraid, wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, right, mm-hmm. they were not afraid of Adam and mm-hmm. Eve, and there was, 
you know, I mean, all they, they were vegetarians. They were vegetarians. Yeah. There had not been any death. There had not been, you know, they didn't kill animals to eat them. And so death was new. Shocking. And they do a really good job, like you said, that like they look terrified, but then yeah. they have like blood everywhere. It's yeah. just like it was. And now awful. they're wearing it's the a, skin of yeah. an animal, yeah. which is you know we're like oh no big deal, yeah. But yeah. To then it's like think how horrifying like, that was. Yeah, they'd never seen death before. No, mm-hmm. yeah, because they lived in a perfect state, and now you're covered with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, you're and wearing right. something died for me. You know? The gravity of their sin had to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah. and the fact that it changed the world. It absolutely changed the world, you know. Yeah. Now the curse was there, and there were the weeds and thorns and thistles, and things were hard, and childbirth would be hard. And it was a curse. I mean, just can you imagine what the gravity of that was like? Yeah, there's a, a famous etching. You can look it up. It's, I forget who the artist is, but an etching of even Adam and Eve being cast out of the garden, and they're leaving this light, beautiful place, and it's just darkness and scary looking ravines and mountains and just like untamed land untamed yeah, yeah here this was a garden that was yeah kept and manicured to mm-hmm. wildness and now you're out in it yeah you have to go fight for your spot in it and mm-hmm. you have to work for your food where before it was just there you just grabbed it and ate it and uh, yeah yeah oh yeah which i guess that gets us into like the continuation of like the payments for like i guess the uh the cost of their sin so they were cast out of the garden mm-hmm. um they are now going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, women was the woman was promised pain in childbirth. Man was told that he was going to have to just like you said, um, thorns and it's yeah. going to hurt and the curse on the ground. Curse yeah. on the ground, and, and I think another part too is like we go from. I want to do a full episode on uh, <laughs> just the Garden of Eden, but mm-hmm. um, we go from animals that were plant eaters because there wasn't death before so you have these animals mm-hmm. that were herbivores and just mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you have these big scary animals that are and a lot of people just to kind of interject about the evolution versus creation there they'll be like look at the fangs on a tiger and a lion you know how you're telling me that they weren't meat eaters they're designed for that um look at the teeth of a panda they're vegetarian they use it to shear and eat the bamboo Mm -hmm. i think of spider webs it's like oh spider webs are made to catch you know flies and eat them or maybe they were to catch dandelion seeds and to eat seeds and Mm -hmm. whatever else that might fly and it's like no there's not necessarily so so yeah evidence for us too there yep exactly yeah so adam and eve are cast out of the garden um a i think this is interesting a eight yeah, cherubim, which is a class of angel, which mm-hmm. I want to get into. We won't. We'll do another do episode. We'll do an episode on that. We have lots of episodes <laughs> coming out of yeah. this. But, Bible's uh, a big book. Yes, yeah, so we have a, cher- a cherub- cherubim, not cherub. That's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's the. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we have a, cher- a cherubim and a flaming sword. It doesn't say a cherubim with the flaming sword. Yeah, this is and a flaming and sword. And a flaming sword that are guarding, guarding every garden. which way. Yeah, to keep you away from. Tree of life. Yeah, you can't go back. Yeah, not the tree of knowledge yeah, of good and evil. Yeah, it's the that's tree the thing. Of yeah, do expand on the tree of life. Yeah, so the tree of life is there, and I think we think that this was God's kindness that He's keeping man from able to eat this tree that might you know be able to leave, make him live forever, mm-hmm. and He doesn't want man to be living forever in his sin. You know, there wants there to be hope, rescue, and one of the things that you have in the Book of Revelation is then access to this tree of life again. And so, um, 
Yeah, it's pretty neat to think about. We also think it's also in war, you fight strength for strength. You know, you don't send horses out after a tank. You put tanks against tanks. And so uh, we think the serpent was a cherubim. So you have a cherubim against a cherubim because I'm sure Satan would love to get man trapped in his sin. And so he keeps them away with mm-hmm. a good angel, you know, guardian protecting the way. And I like to think about that was there probably until the flood that they had access and that this angel was doing his job. Mm-hmm. So we're only three chapters into the Bible at this point, <laughs> yeah. which is which is crazy. Um, like I said, I don't want to steamroll through this, but I do want to cover more. Uh, so Adam and Eve are, are cast out of the garden. Like this is a whole lot, whole lot going on, and I think this is it's really critical for Christians to understand understand the beginning, understand these foundational, foundational things. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's a, they're foundational items that will then you'll be able to because it. It's all in there for a reason. It's, it all points to. You build on it. That God has yeah. answers and there's reasons for why we're in the place we are and why the answer is what the answer is. You know, so, yeah, it's a God's the great author. This is the story. And, and so he's mm-hmm. putting these elements in for us. And there's already so many different signs and everything that we've seen <laughs> that is just woven yeah. in there. And then we're, we're just we're literally skimming. And we're through skimming. Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're skimming through this. So Adam, Adam and Eve are out of the garden. They shortly thereafter. So this is chapter three, chapter four. Uh, they have Cain and Abel, who were their two sons. Um, who, uh, which we'll get into this. Yeah. They, they have they have more kids, obviously, because they had to populate the whole earth. Which I kind of just to briefly talk on this. Who did Cain and Abel marry? They you know, they married their sisters. Married their they sisters. had they had pure blood bloodlines because it's just like fresh, fresh start now. Yeah, fresh fresh start and. There was no rule against that. Yeah, at, that at this time, mean, time it, Adam married his rib. But right. well, <laughs> good point. Yeah, so. Later on down the road, God did put guidelines in, but at this point, yeah, it's yeah, it's not until it Moses <laughs> that he yeah that he they put the prohibition against marrying close relation. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, that was all you had. That's where it was, and that's what he made it to be. And so, um, yeah, again, as it as it progresses later, you know, once it gets to that point, God instituted a new law. Right now, that's not that's not 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 an option. You know, so yeah, they can't able to marry their sisters. What you think about, but it's, yep. it's just because that's from our perspective, not mm-hmm. from their perspective. Yeah, and then just a few verses into chapter four, Cain kills his brother Abel. Um, yeah, really, <laughs> yeah, really so, fast. Yeah. yeah, so next, just. yeah, next generation already, we already have we go from eating forbidden fruit to murder, murder, yeah, yeah. Um, and the reasoning for that was God had told back to the whole sacrifice thing uh-huh. they were supposed to give god an offering and, and he told him what was acceptable yeah, yeah he, he gave t- him guidelines gave him guidelines for the offering and uh which uh what, what were the guidelines it was a lamb yeah. yeah it was it was a lamb and cain gave fruit, fruit. because cain worked the ground yeah he, he was, was he the was ground and abel was like a shepherd like he tended the flocks do you think he gave it out of convenience? Because, I mean, like you said, God gave it clear. I, I think he did it at, well, we, we know it's obviously it's disobedience. I think it's also, it's like, oh, he's given the best sheep. I'll give the best that I have. And so he gives the best of the fruit. That, I'm sure he didn't, like, give him the rotten vegetables. I'm sure it was his best vegetables. But it wasn't what God required. God doesn't want our best. He wants what he requires. He doesn't mm-hmm. want our works and what we can do. He wants us to be obedient. And so he didn't like it. 
and he becomes jealous. That was something else I was going to say, too. Do you think it was one of those things where he thought, like, oh, what I can do is good enough. Mm-hmm. I know what he asked for this, but what I can do is good enough. Yeah, I'll put my good enough towards it. And man still wrestles with that. I'll do my good enough. It's like, no, I'll do what he asked, do what he required. And I think it is one thing that you can um, see in the Old Testament, because I think a lot of times, sometimes it seems God's reaction to a sin seems very harsh and very hard and it's like wait a minute but when you mess up one of god's pictures Mm. that's when i think he is the most harsh with the judgment you know because it's like it's like no i'm setting some precedences here i am making examples and pictures of what is going to come later and and salvation comes one way through my son, and it's mm-hmm. his blood that is going to uh, be the payment for sin. And this is this is my first picture that I'm showing you. I'm I'm requiring a blood sacrifice for sin, and um, yeah, don't offer offer me your best because that's not enough. Yeah. Right. Without the shedding of the blood, there's no remission of sin. Right. And so he's offering a bloodless sacrifice by mm-hmm. offering fruits and vegetables right. too. Yeah, the fruits but, of his labor is the gifts of his hand. Right. Yeah. So his offering was rejected. He's mad. He's mad at his brother. Hey, wait a minute, here's a question. How do you know it was rejected? Did God send down fire and consume him? Was he happy? I mean, that's a whole other thing people debate about. It's like, how did he know it was rejected and one was accepted? Mm, I don't know. So, yeah, so I think there was probably... I I always just kind of pictured... (laughs) He just mad? I don't know. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, so some think it's kind of like maybe like Elisha where fire comes down and like, I took this one. You didn't take mine. Why did you take mine? Because it's not what I asked for. Mm. And so, yeah, that's all I think he knew and it was obvious that one was... That's an interesting thought. Because then the guy does talk to him later and he says, you know you have an opportunity. Offer me right, and I'll accept it. Because it was cut and dry. It wasn't one or the other. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, well, yeah. I had this feeling that God really liked mine. It was, yeah, it <laughs> no, had to be yeah. something tangible. Exactly. If not, that's the only option you had. He's just like, I had a, I had a tingly feeling. Yeah, he probably, <laughs> you probably really liked mine. Well, it says in chapter 4 of Genesis verse um, 5, it says, But unto Cain and his offering he had not respect, so that God so did obvious. respect He him. shows it some yeah. way that God knows that it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're not back in the garden where God's dwelling amongst them anymore. So I guess there's not that whole positive feedback of him being right there and be like, yes, no, yes, no. Yeah, and and there is stuff. There's a lot of things in Genesis that apparently there were rules given and there was something that was being followed that we don't have and that we don't have record of, but we can imply it. How did he know to offer a sheep? You know, obviously they must have known because he holds one accountable and one not, and God starts teaching him. Now we are learning this, but he must have given him that knowledge. And, and there's other things later that are like, how, you know, like when he tells Noah, when we get to Noah, uh, you know, take clean. How do you know it was clean and unclean? So apparently there must have been some rules given. But there's a whole, a whole lot of time in this that, you know, we get a condensed version because, you know, this is what's impertinent to us today. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, there's a lot of things left out. A lot of, you know, it makes heaven all the more interesting that we get to have some of these yeah. questions answered. Yeah. Yeah, so King kills Abel. Um, and God puts a mark on him and tells Cain that he has to be a wanderer. Like, he's, mm-hmm. you're not going to belong anywhere. Um, I mean, it's obviously a visible mark, and anybody that he told anybody that killed Cain that their punishment was going to be seven times worse than what Cain's punishment was. Because Cain was like, if I'm a wanderer, someone's just going to kill me. And God was like, nope, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, and so he goes off and gets a wife in another town. Everybody, Where do these people come from? There must have been some monkey race. That's nah, <laughs> no. again... Adam and Eve, what? Adam lived 930 years. years. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of time to have kids. That's yeah. a lot of time for your kids to have kids and those kids to have kids that you would have. Oh, yeah. Those. Well, and plus, too, they were, you know, you think about how much just healthier and more vibrant they just were. Just think, like, then, our country's you know, only a little over 200 years old. 43 years old. Right. Years yeah. old. That's a yeah. 
Yeah, and we didn't even talk about the benefits of the garden. You know, like right. how much longer people would have lived, how much better the food was, how much of the oxygen in the air, how it was, how mm -hmm. things. And again, there's a lot of fossil evidence for that. Yeah, you can't do a whole one just on the garden. Uh, yeah, that there's all these benefits, how they did live longer, how they were stronger, better, faster, and yeah, they had time to do all that and have this many offspring. It's not like Adam and Eve just had the two kids. That's just, this is two that we mentioned that killed one another. They had brothers and sisters. So, yeah. Yeah, if Adam and Eve didn't have any daughters, then how would the rest of the world be? Yeah, so they obviously did. Yeah, like like you said, Cain went off. He had his own own descendants. Uh, through his descendants, there's some notable ones. There's Enoch, uh, Lamech, uh, Tubal Cain. Mm -hmm. Tubal Cain was known for being an iron worker. Worker of metal. Yep. Worker of metal, I guess not. Maybe yeah. specifically iron. That's where he had his union card, I think. Ah, okay. Iron. <laughs> yeah. Pipe, yeah, pipe, pipe fitter. Yeah, pipe fitter. <laughs> so this is all in chapter four. And then Adam and Eve have Seth. That's just another one of their sons that's mentioned. Um, yeah. yeah I would say there's any stuff there, but yeah. We probably yeah I was going to say, I was gonna say well, we'll go through a little bit quicker here. I, I'd like to get into more detail on these later on, but we'll, we'll go from here. Um, in Genesis 5, it, it specifically lists the genealogy. That's kind of like where I mentioned earlier, where we were able to track all the way back until the garden anyway, uh, the timeline. But that's Genesis 5. It goes, uh, it gives the genealogy of Adam all the way through Noah and his three sons, which gets us into Genesis 6. Uh, where you going to skip that one? Whoa, am I skipping? So we have this whole genealogy. And again, this is not everybody. This is the pertinent line that we're following. But within that, you know, we have some foreshadowing that if we take the time and we look at it, that... Um, there's a little little code hidden in there, a little, little clue. And so Adam, if you look at his definition of his name, it, it means man, you know, which he's the first man. That makes sense. Seth is appointed. You know, he's the one who took uh, Abel's place. You know, so he's, he's appointed. His name makes sense. Enos is the next one. Or Enos, you know, his name means mortal. Uh, man is mortal. And then it comes to Canaan, and his name means sorrow. And, and we could look at a lot of reasons for that. And then there, here's a fun name we all need to say, Mahalalel. Everybody say it. Mahalalel. <laughs> Mahalalel, which means the blessed God. You can kind of hear L in there. L is the name of God. And then you have Jared shall come down. And this is when we think angels came down and did some mischief. Uh, and then there's uh, Enoch. He was a teacher, and his name means teacher. He's a teaching. Methuselah, who was the oldest man who ever lived, and uh, his name means his death shall bring. And so there was like a prophecy on him that when he died that the judgment would come that we're going to talk about with Noah. And then Lamech. His name kind of means lament. You kind of hear it in there, despairing, or he's broken. And then Noah, who means rest or comfort. And you're thinking, okay, what's the clue hidden in that? But if you put them all together, there's a, there's a foreshadowing of Christ. And it's this, that man is appointed mortal sorrow, but uh, the blessed God, uh, yeah, I missed one. No, man is appointed mortal sorrow, and the blessed God shall come down teaching that his death shall bring the despairing comfort or rest. Uh, so it's promising of Jesus Christ that would be coming. Yeah, just that, in the uh, names. Yep, just in the names and the genealogy that there's a foreshadowing of Christ. And, um, yeah, so God put that in there. I don't think a Jewish rabbi would hide that in the text when they still have rejected him as their Messiah. But God has put that in the names, showing that uh, Jesus Christ will come down and teach that his death will, will give us the despairing rest or comfort. So he's already given us a hint for the curse that we're under under Adam uh, that is on the earth and, the, and the, the, the trouble that we're in, the trouble that we've seen, that comfort is coming, that there's going to be a rescuer. And so mm -hmm. I think that's cool. And I like that, well. that um, like even though genealogies are hard sometimes to read through and sometimes it's just like, oh, this is boring. Like 
there's so much stuff in genealogies and you can obviously trace them through like the whole bible you can mm-hmm. always go back and like learn more information through your genealogies right right yeah it's not always my cup of tea but i'm glad that there's people do and there's some really interesting things when they graph all these out and they put them all down uh gerald at church has a little graph that he's made and i have some timelines on my walls at church that are interesting but yeah mm-hmm. so there's all right so sorry i just wanted to put oh that no, no I, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you put that in there yeah so in genesis 6 um that's where we have the mention of the Nephilim, which is going to be a whole other episode. I already have people. I've, I've talked to one of the other people, but I need to talk to the other one to have them on. Soon, if you're one of our Nephilim people, yep. you know so who you We're are. talking about the Nephilim, <laughs> um, which is, uh, do you want to give a definition of Nephilim, Dan? Uh, this is where we talked about during the time of Jared. It said, shall come down. is when they think that uh, some angels came down and committed mischief in that they saw, well, it tells us right here in Genesis 6. Mm-hmm. But, yes. um, one through four. Let me put my eyeballs on. Uh, it says, It came to pass that when man began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God, uh, which were you know, people made that God had made, that would be the angels outside of uh, Adam, and the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And so they've come down, and they've now taken women. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, but he shall also... Uh, he is also flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. And there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, and the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. So yeah, Ooh, so this is where I think the there's a whole there's a whole lot in there. I don't <laughs> uh, we can't even really scratch the surface on this one without doing like not do it justice. That's why I'm gonna reserve that whole thing for a separate episode. That's but very wise. Oh, we're talking, we're talking big giants, not yep. just David and Goliath. That's Goliath one. Did you say Abel and Goliath? I said David and he Goliath. Said David. Oh, okay. <laughs> not not <laughs> just David and Goliath. <laughs> I don't know about Abel and Goliath. <laughs> Can't kill Abel. Yep. <laughs> but but yeah, so there's a whole lot of there's a curse on the earth. There's a whole lot of bad things happening. Genetic mixing. Yeah, the mix, mixing of kinds. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, there's a there's a whole lot of stuff to get in that. That that'll be a, an exciting episode. Um, to get into but i mean it's it's so bad that in verses five and seven god says he regrets making man yeah because there's also warfare going on there's a lot of just carnage everyone's doing what's right in their own eyes there's no ten commandments you know there's no there's that law's not there they're all disobeying uh, they're taking multiple wives we have all this going on with angels and so it's, it's a dark dark time to the point where yeah god regrets making them yeah so he has to destroy the world start, um, start over start over reset yeah, um, but he saves Noah and his three sons and their wives. Yep. Um, so eight Sh- people. Yeah, Shem, Ham, Japheth, yep, their wives. Yeah, so we wife. have. And Mrs. Noah. Mrs. So, yeah. And so why Noah? What is, the Bible specifically says something about Noah. It says that he was perfect. Um, let me find it here. It says Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord yeah. and the generations of Noah. Uh, I'm reading too far down. Says Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Right. Well, that doesn't mean that Noah was sinless, and saying that he was perfect, but we think it means that he was uncorrupt as far as gene gene pool. pool. Yeah. That some of the shenanigans going on with angels and whatever else hadn't touched him. That's familiar. That's why the severity of the crime, or the severity of the 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 penalty here, it's not. Oh, I need to take care of this this little problem over here i know i need to create a plague that'll kill some people no i need to wipe out and 
destroy the world except for this and the animals guy and his family and, and the animals yeah because it's not just the people yeah mm-hmm. it, it, I forget I was gonna go but it's it's yeah it's it's dark I mean and it's just bad and, and God's getting rid of it. I, I think that this is a satanic attack I think it's purposeful I think that you know, what is going on is him saying that here's what we know so far that he's going to send a, one of mankind to be the rescuer of, of, of humanity and so if he can make mankind polluted then the messiah can't come and so this is a stratagem of satan to try to thwart god's plan and that's why god's like well, i'll just start over mm-hmm. and so that, that is there and it also says after this you know so they show up again after the flood as well uh, but a little more localized because God has then revealed more that, oh, I'm going to use this section of land for my people, my purpose. And so Satan's like, oh, then I'll just concentrate the efforts there. Mm-hmm. But that's later. Yeah, I, I definitely, like I said, we're going to do a whole episode on Nephilim. I want to do a whole episode on the flood, just like I want to do a whole one on creation to kind of expand on these. But we'll kind of give the, the cliff notes here as far as the the flood goes. Global, um, world, worldwide flood. Uh once again, plugging answers in Genesis, their uh, Ark, Encounter. Ark Encounter is phenomenal. Yeah, I highly a recommend life size yeah, version of Noah's life Ark. size because the Bible gives the dimensions, um, and based on a cubit, which is about from your elbows to your fingertips. And yeah, so, so they kind of they took an average of what a cubit should be, and like they they left the. Uh, like you can actually go down like in their gift shop and buy like the cubit that they kind of based everything off of. Or in my office. Brian has one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> hey, you have a cubit too. <laughs> Which is about the size of your mm-hmm. elbow to fingertip, yeah, right? Yeah, it fits me pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's... It's big. It's big. It's, it's, it's isn't like... The, isn't it the largest timber frame structure yeah. in the world? It is, yeah. And it's like you think that you know how big it's going to be until you see it and you're like, oh my goodness, that thing is huge. It's, yeah, you really it's have to go stand in massive. it. massive. It's in. Do you like Elaine? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did yeah. a church field trip there mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and it was great. Yeah, it, it's great. It, it, it does a really good job of explaining, uh, kind of like the science behind how did they feed all the animals? How did they water all the animals? How did they keep fresh air going? All the cage deck lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you have a little bit of it set up like Noah would have had it, which is some pretty interesting spots. And then there's exhibits in the other areas, you know, and, and it, it was neat when we were there, it was crowded mm-hmm. and we're thinking, look at all the people. And then you think about, man, there just have been eight. Yeah. And well, and I think it's important to note too, like they go as biblical as they possibly can, but they also take some artistic license right. in places mm-hmm. that right. like God didn't give details in the Bible. So they're like, like, as far oh. As like Oh, this is what their rooms look like. Yeah. <laughs> and so they like kind of studied history and they were like, Oh, this is one potential like this is one possibility and they do a really good job everywhere that they take artistic license of saying, Hey, we took our artistic license here. So mm-hmm. yeah. Right. yeah, but we looked at what man was doing and, and yeah. here's what they've already devised and this would this would have worked. And you know, especially with Noah and his generations, they'd lived a long time. What all would he have observed and what would he have taken in and what mm-hmm. would they incorporated into this craft and so uh yeah. It's 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 pretty interesting, even to the way that it was made to be steered into the wind, you know, and, and the and the stormy weather, or how they got rid of their waste, you know, with uh, and even keeping pure air pumping in with the moon pool. That's a neat exhibit, mm-hmm. and so, uh, so, so a lot of interesting things. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, they do a really good job just explaining, like, uh, like we kind of mentioned earlier, like taking the smaller of the animals, and mm-hmm. I don't know, really getting like the space. Uh, it, it's just really neat. Yeah, the bigger hibernating animals down low, you know, the birds are on the topper decks, and then the. 
other living quarters are some of our favorite, you know, seeing mm-hmm. where like the, no one his boys would have lived and how they would have had each room decorated. And they have mm-hmm. it, they've taken artistic license there, like, oh, here's the son who's interested in art, and his wife are interested in art. And this mm-hmm. one here's it, they're interested in music. And then this one's interested in botany, and they've studied the plants. Noah's library is pretty cool, you yeah, know, to go through. And there's a I metal like their little shop. like mm. garden area slash like kitchen mm-hmm. area. I really like that. Yeah. Part. Growing their food. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, there's a yeah, that's worth the trip. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. They did a fantastic job with that one. Um. So so we have the flood. Um, well done, Kingham. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Kingham. <laughs> um. I feel bad just going over the flood so fast, but like, like I said, we're gonna do a full episode on it. But we have the worldwide flood. It killed everything other than. Noah, his family, and then the animals two by two uh, that, that that were on the ark. And some and seven. Only, yeah, and it was some only, seven. Yeah, 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 some right. seven. The clean animals, which we talked about, like where they, that real big apparently knew. And it was only the animals who breathed through their nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like he didn't have bugs. to take like bugs or fish, or whales, because they can float on trees and mm-hmm. yeah, whales and stuff wasn't in the ocean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they all yeah, he didn't have aquariums on there. Loch Ness yeah. monsters. Loch Ness monsters. <laughs> he survived. Mr. Unicorn. That's a female. It's nasty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, uh, rains for forty days, forty nights. Fountains of the deep are oh, broken man. up. Yeah, we're fat, fountains of the deep broken up. We're, yeah, we're really gonna get into this whenever we do the full the flood episode. I'll say, uh, Buddy Davis is uh, one who works at the uh, Crash Museum. Yeah. He's a musician, and uh, he his songs have really impacted our family and through it. But it's like you know, if, if there was a worldwide flood, what would the evidence be? And it would be. Or what it be? Millions, Millions of dead things. things buried, <laughs> rock layers laid down by water all over the earth. All over the earth. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what we see. You know, oh, do we find you know millions of dead things buried in rock layers all over the earth? Yeah, and then every one of them they say this is a local flood. Well, if you put all the local floods together, you'd have a global flood. Right. That's like you know, top of Mount St. Helens, you know, or Mount St. Mount Everest. Mount, I don't know, Mount, Mount, I don't know Mount, where that that's came volcano, from. but yeah. <laughs> Mount Everest. Sure they find. Is petrified clams in the frozen position you know or closed position you know that they are there that's a long way from the beach you know mm-hmm. and so indiana we have shark's teeth we're a long way from the beach you we've know, crinoids yeah right, we talked about earlier mm-hmm. right yeah. we're, we're driving our cars around on evidence of it all. yeah right, we're, we're yeah. pumping it out of the other oil field yeah so yeah those, those dead things yeah, smashed dead things down smashed down made oil all over the earth you know. yeah United States one of the biggest outpours of oil right now I would say right that's, I would right say that's a, quite a bit of death to power yeah. all the cars yeah Run on and dino power. Yeah. Yeah. So they're Kent Hovind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but are you going to talk about the Grand Canyon with the flood? It's grand. It's grand. It's grand. And it was yeah. not carved by the Colorado River. Nope. Yeah, because it is a, it's a twisty river, which would not do that, but it has steeping slo- or steep, steep slopes, and so it shows that it was a massive water runoff all at once, mm-hmm. and so, yep, it was carved out quickly. There, I can make more reference to Mount St. Helens, because that was one of those was, like, I think a fourth of the size was created in an afternoon, and so it was not millions of years. It was quick, <laughs> and so uh, it, was, it was eaten out, and so the people, scientists still go study that. I can remember in the 80s when the Mount St. Helens erupted, uh, there were scientists who were studying the coal beds in Kentucky or the coal mines, and that had gone out there and saw a coal bed created in an afternoon, and that many of them became creationists uh, and, and because of what they saw through that one explosion, one catastrophe. And so we've seen that all over the earth. So, yeah. Which we were talking before we started recording about um, a couple years ago, we went and saw a movie called Is Genesis Real? Uh, what is it? Genesis 3D. <laughs> it's not. We practiced this. I know. So there was Genesis in 3D and is Genesis. History. History. Yeah. yeah. So those are two good movies to look into. Yep. They're pretty, they're good like starting points for all Yeah. Of some of the basic. I would say documentary, not movie. 
Yeah, documentaries. Yeah. That's yeah. There you go. Anyways, there's no car chases. No car chases. No cartoons. No. <laughs> but some very smart people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some good evidences of something that makes you curious more to go look into it. Yeah, so that's kind of a very very brief uh, some. Synopsis. 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 I'm like summarization. That's not a thing. But uh, yeah, so we we have the flood. There's water on the earth for well, it rains for forty days, forty nights. There's water on the earth for a hundred and what was hundred and fifty days. Hundred fifty days. Um, and then like it comes said, to rest. Yeah. yeah uh, so uh, I don't he know. sends out a raven. He sends out a dove. Yeah, Sam. Back with it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get into all the, the <laughs> details and all that during during the f- the flood episode. But Mount or the uh the ark comes to rest on Mount Ararat. Uh, ah, did it? Or the mountains of Ararat. Oh, I guess that's so it's in the mountain chain, so not necessarily the mountain, but in the mountain chains of Ararat, so Nancy might be, came down. They might be looking in the wrong spot. Yeah. yeah but there's there's a bigger search eight, field. Verse four upon the mountains of Ararat. Yep, see? That's why we take it literally. You look at the written words. There's clues there. We'll have to ask the Van Winkles. They're in Turkey. That's in Turkey. Maybe they can go. Brady and Sarah, have you seen so have you the seen ark? In the ark? <laughs> you need to go to the mountains of Ararat. Mountains. <laughs> Start looking. That's your weekend trips. Yeah. Well, I what? feel like I'm rushing too far into this. So I'm not going to get yeah. any further into it. I don't it. think we should go to Babel. We're not going yeah. to Babel. We'll, we'll just be babbling. Yeah. I know we, I know we promised it all the way through chapter 11, but so we're, not, we're not going to get there. Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rainbow. Couple other things, Tower of <laughs> So we we got more to cover. Um, sorry, if, yeah, sorry if we rushed there at the end. Uh, we we just scraped the top on, scraped the top. <laughs> not, uh, I don't know. It's late. Um, the surface is in there. Somewhere. The surface <laughs> is in there. We scratched <laughs> scratched the surface on the top of tip of the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Titanic. Ah, that's right. Um, yeah. Well. Thanks for... Well, yeah, I hope this, yeah, what's the appetite? Gives you a little bit of foundation, oh. something to search a little different. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we weren't too confusing with all of our... I feel like we stayed pretty well on topic. It was just, there was just a whole lot to cover, and we covered... Well, we just... We covered a lot. We covered a, <laughs> We covered the main chunks anyway. Um, like I said, we're, we're going to do full detailed episodes on creation. We want to do fully detailed episode on uh, Nephilim and Giants. Um, Garden of Eden, you mentioned. Garden, yeah, Garden of flood. Eden. Pretty much everything flood. that we skimmed over, we're going to do full-blown episodes on. Yeah, so. so if you have a specific one in particular that you want done first, um, we don't necessarily have to do it in chronological order. Just mm-hmm. shoot us a message. Um, let us know. We'll we'll get that one on the books uh, sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. I know we have a few interviews uh, scheduled to come up here soon, so if we can get some of these in the can, that way we can kind of roll them out. But... Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for joining yeah, thanks us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Sorry Thank for you. Yoda and Mumford. They're, they're <laughs> passed out now. but yeah. They're being good now. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and sign her off. Thanks again for listening to the New Revival Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our social media. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at New Revival Podcast. Yeah, and if you have any recommendations for episodes, uh, some of the things that we mentioned there towards the end, uh, just shoot us an email or comment down below. Mm-hmm.